Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 27th, 2022. For those of you that don't know me, I'm a Bible teacher. This is what I do. I teach the Bible. And it's not about me. It's all about him. So what I try, attempt to do on a daily basis, and I'm able to do it empowered by the grace of God, is I take God's biblical concepts, some of which are, are complex, and, and communicate them in a way that people can see, hear, and understand. This is today's word. So, And then I do this on a daily basis, five days a week. I pray that you get ready to receive what God is about to say to you, what God is about to release into your life. I believe God is about to speak to you in a way um, that will liberate you to be who it is that God has called you to be uh, for this season. So I've been doing a series entitled God's Grace in Our Faith. This is part 24. The title of today's message is The Freedom of God's Grace. I'm going to talk about the freedom of God's grace, and I want you to open up your heart and get ready to receive. All right, so uh, let's get into it. We've been looking at John 1 and 4. I'm sorry, John 1 and 14 and John 1 and 17 um, for a while now. And then what I've been doing is adding additional scriptures to it. Uh, today, we're going to look at Galatians 5 and 13. Yesterday, we looked at Galatians 5, 11 and 12. I'm going to give you Galatians 5 and 13 from three different translations because I want you to really get it. And then we'll get into the word. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. John 1 and 14. The Bible says, and the word became flesh. The word is Jesus, and he dwelt among us, and we were able to behold his glory because it's the glory of the only begotten of the Father, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1 and 17 says that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then Galatians 5 and 13, I'm going to read this to you from three translations. The first one is the Passion Translation. The Bible says, Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. But don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm, right? I mean, you, you, that that would be crazy. You're not just a mere man. Now that the grace of God is on you, why would you want to just live like everybody else in the world? Freedom means that that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we become servants of one another, expressing the love of God in everything that we do. That's the freedom. We're free to live like that. Galatians 5 and 13, same scripture, easy to read version. It says, my brothers and sisters, God chose you to be free, but don't use your freedom as an excuse to do what your sinful selves wants to do. <laughs> Instead, serve one another with love. I'm going to address this whole thing of, hey, so does grace mean I can sin? No, we're going to talk about that today. And then the message Bible reads, it is absolutely clear that God has called you to live a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do what you want to do. And because if you do that, you will destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love, and that's how the freedom of God actually grows. So what does this mean for you today? Because I'm talking about grace and how grace makes us free. Let's make sure we understand what grace makes us free to do. So number one, I have three things to share with you on this morning. 
as I get into these three things, I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, here we go. Grace is not a license to sin. Let's talk about it. Let, let, grace is not a license to sin. Whenever grace is taught, religious people, you know, they rebuff it. They push back and they say, wait a minute, wait a minute. They normally come back with some form of the following statement. Wait a minute, Rick. Does this mean that you can do whatever you want? Does this mean that you're free to sin? Since you keep talking about grace, you're talking about freedom, you're talking about our performance doesn't matter. Does this mean that you're free to sin? And this is actually what happened to me uh, on Facebook yesterday. Before I, I, I address that, let me just say, I've, I've said many times, sin will not unravel your righteousness because it won't once you're born again. But still, sin can unravel your life. So let's be clear about that. If you make a terrible decisions and you start living in sin, I know a man of God right now, uh, pastoring a church, doing, you know, God has this great call on his life. He's making terrible decisions. And uh, as a result, everything is falling apart. And so, no, sin may not unravel your righteousness. This person is still going to go to heaven, but sin will unravel your life. So anyway, someone on, on Facebook yesterday when I was talking about the grace of God and don't water the, down the gospel with your performance, uh, gave me some, you know, came back. What about this? What, you know, this, this doesn't mean you can sin. Of course not. I mean, I've never taught that. Like those of you that follow me, you know, I've never taught that. So if you think that grace means you can sin, then you're missing the message of grace altogether. And actually Paul addressed this in his letter to the believers in Rome. And so he was explaining to the believers in Rome that, that grace overtakes sin. And so here you have sin. And so wherever, Sin is, if you're born again, the grace of God covers it. Paul was writing to the believers in Rome, and he teaches, well, you know what happens? If you sin more, you actually get more grace. If you sin more, you actually get more grace. He's like, there will never be a point once you're born again that your sin overtakes God's grace. He says, where sin does abound, grace does abound even more. But then Paul understands that people are going to have this crazy idea. So then he says, Paul even asked the question. So he says, so should I continue in sin so that grace would abound? So in other words, the more I sin, the more God gives me grace. The more I sin, the more God gives me grace. Therefore, Paul was saying, some people are going to think, oh, so that means I could just keep sinning because God is going to keep giving me grace. Shall I continue in sin that grace may abound. And Paul answered the question. He said, God forbid. No. I mean, why would you even think like that? He says, no, your, your old sinful self has died. This is Romans 6 verses 1 and 2. Your old sinful self has died. Your old life has ended. It's dead. So how can you continue to live in sin? If you're born again and you're dead to self and you're dead, you're supposed to be dead to sin. You're supposed to be dead to selfish desires. So in the text that we were looking at this morning, Galatians 5 and 13, the Apostle Paul says, listen, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. And to be clear, this freedom is freedom from sin, not freedom to sin. <laughs> so the goal of God's grace, after Jesus came and ushered us, ushered us into the covenant of grace, and now we have the Holy Spirit, the goal is to be led of the Holy Spirit in all things. And to be very clear, the Spirit of God would never lead you contrary to the Word of God. Um, so, for example, if you're a single lady and you say, oh, Brother Pena, I want you to pray for me. Uh, I believe that that's my husband over there. I was like, okay, let's pray. Wait a minute. That guy? Yeah, he's married. Yeah, but I believe, you know, the Spirit told me that that's my husband. 
Well, a spirit maybe told you, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Spirit of God is not going to lead you contrary to the Word of God. And so just to be clear about that, the Holy Spirit is not going to lead you to sin. The Holy Spirit is always going to lead you to righteousness. Say amen to that. All right, number two, God's grace is frees you. It's freedom, but it even frees you from the limits of your humanity, which is a better thing to talk about than just sin. Not only does God's grace liberate you from sin, it also liberates you from the limits of your humanity. So Galatians 5 and 13 that we just looked at this morning, Paul said, it is absolutely clear that God has called us to live a free life. Put this in the chat. Say, I'm free. Say this. Say, I am free to be who God called me to be. You can put that in the chat. I'm free. I'm free to be whoever it is that God has called me to be. So he says, listen, the grace of God has empowered you to live a free life. Just make sure that you don't use that freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do, because if you do that, you actually destroy your freedom. You destroy your freedom because now you're being entangled with, with sin. Uh, uh, the Bible says the same scripture, another translation reads that I shared with you this morning, beloved ones, God has called us to live a life in the freedom of the Holy Spirit, but don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up your base camp in the natural realm. So in other words, here you have, let me give you a visual. This is heaven. This is the earth. This is the natural realm. You were born into this world and you lived as a mere man and you lived under the, the, under the influence of the prince of the power of the air. You were a sinner just like everybody on this planet. And every, everybody lived in sin and everybody has a desire to sin like born in this world, you know, naturally speaking. Then you're born again. When you're born again, the Bible says you're born from above. So now you're getting your orders from headquarters. Now the Holy Spirit is speaking to you from up, up here. And so now you're supposed to live down here, but you're supposed to live down here influenced by up here. But Paul says, now that you're born again and you have the Holy Spirit and you're free, don't see this freedom as an opportunity to set up your base camp down here in the natural realm. Why would you set up your base camp down here? Because that's how you was before you got born again. You're supposed to set up your base camp up here. So when you peel back the layers of revelation concerning what Paul is saying, he is saying that once you realize that you're born again and you're free, you're actually free from the limits and the boundaries of this present world. You're free from the limits and the boundaries of your humanity. You're free from from the limits of your humanity. You're free from yourself. And so God will call you to do things. God will call you to walk into rooms that you don't feel qualified for. God will call you to fund projects that you don't have the money for. God will call you to, cause you to operate and even apply for a job and get the job that, that you don't have the education or experience for. Why? Because now you're free from the boundaries or the limits of your humanity. Put that in the chat. Say, I'm free. You gotta be, you gotta be so free that where I'm free to be who it is that God has called me to be. And my humanity is not the issue in, anymore. By the grace of God, we are free. We're free to allow God to flow through us in this world. We are free. By the grace of God, God empowers us to be the men and women that he called us to be. He puts his super on our natural. So it is the grace of God that enables us to live as human conduits of the divine. And this has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with sin. It has nothing to do with self. It has nothing to do with selfishness. It's all about him. It has everything to do with him and his grace and his love and his power. And he wants to flow through you. So say that. Say, I'm free. You got to live. I am free, but I'm not free to, to, to just live as a mere human. I'm free to give myself over to God to operate beyond the limits of my humanity so I can do things that I never imagined myself doing. And now I, I can, I can go, you know, I'm operating, I'm living a, a life that far exceeds my wildest imagination. But then again, it's not me doing it. It's the grace of God through me. That's what you're free to do. Say amen to that. So if you think about sin, 
when you hear me talking about grace, then you're missing the message altogether. I mean, like that's that's terrible. Like if 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 all you hear in the in the message of the gospel of of grace is, oh man, that means I can sin, then your heart is skewed. <laughs> you really need to give your you know give your life to Jesus, give your heart to Jesus, so that you can start thinking like God, because God doesn't think that way. All right, you got it. All right, number three, last one for today. Quick message today. Number three, grace is about your freedom to operate in God's power and not your flesh. Grace is about the freedom. Put that in the chat. Say, I am free to be me. Or you could you could put this, you, you could say, I'm not limited by my flesh anymore. You got to get to the point where you're not limited by your your human your humanity anymore, your flesh anymore. Grace, grace is not a license to sin. I already addressed that. Let me say something else too, though. Grace is not a license for laziness. Um, so now I'm I'm free to operate beyond the limits of my humanity, beyond the limits of my fret uh, of my flesh. But I have to be willing to put in the work because it's not I'm going to work harder than I've ever worked. But it won't be me doing it. It will be the grace of God doing it through me. But some people misunderstand grace to sin, and some people misunderstand grace to be like a license for laziness. So they go, oh, it's the grace of God. So God is going to give me everything for free. And they sit back and watch TV and they wait on everything to come for them. Those people are going to be waiting for a long time. So listen, I'm saying the grace of God empowers you to do what you could never do without God. That doesn't mean that you have a license to sin. And that doesn't mean you have a license for laziness. No, true grace is about receiving the power of God to be enabled, empowered, and then employed. Let me say this again. God enables you. God empowers you. God equips you so he can employ you. He wants you to get out there and go do something. Faith is something you say, something you do, a seed you sow, based on what you believe that God revealed to you about your future. Faith is an action word. Faith is a verb. You got to get up and go do something. Faith is not a license for laziness. Faith means that he, you will be empowered to go live the life that you're destined to live, and you have to do it. And you may work harder than you've ever worked before. And you may be retired and still working. And But, but it's because it's the grace of God that's on your life. But you won't be stressed out. You won't be pulling your hair out and your body won't break down because it won't be you doing it. It will be the grace of God through you. Say amen to that. Grace is about doing what you were born to do. Grace is about doing what you were destined to do and operating in ways that exceed your power, your ability, your strength. It's about operating in ways that exceed your humanity. Grace puts God's super on your natural. Grace enables you to do what you could never do without God. God God's grace will breathe on your business and you will you will get contracts that you never thought you were going to get. God will breathe on your business. God will breathe on your career and you will get positions that you never thought you would operate in. Why? Because it's the grace of God enabling you to do what you could never do without him. And so you are operating by the grace of God. You are empowered by God. You were enabled by God. And now you're being employed by God to go do what he's called you to do. So when you get a revelation of God's grace, and you open up your heart to God's limitless power, you're free. Say this, say, I'm free. You are free from the limits of your abilities or the, you know, you're free from what you can or can't do. You're, you're, you're even free and unbound from your level of perceived goodness towards God. Like either you think you're good or maybe you think you're not good. Either way, none of that matters. You're free to yield to God and allow God to work through you so that he can empower you to do what you could never do without him. You are a human conduit of the divine. At that point, you're so free that you're free to hear from heaven. You're so free that you're free to pursue whatever God tells you to pursue, to go wherever he tells you to go, 
to say whatever he tells you to say when he gets there, you're so free that you're down for whatever, that, that you'll do whatever God tells you to do and you can see yourself the way God sees you and you believe what God believes about you. You're so free. You know what this is? You know what I'm describing? The grace life. <laughs> it's the grace. It's like, oh, snap, I'm free. I'm, I'm living the grace life. I, I, I'm, I'm free. I can do whatever God tells me to do. I, I'm free to do whatever God call, calls me uh, to do in the season. And I, I know I can do it by the grace of God. I don't have the ability, but God has the ability. and He's put an ability on me that exceeds my ability. And so I'm yielded to him. I'm trusting in him. I'm no longer bound by the limits of my humanity. I'm no longer bound by my checking account. I'm no longer bound by my education or my lack thereof. I, I am now, and I'm free to tap into the grace of God to do whatever God leads me to do, however he leads me to do it. When you live empowered by the grace of God, you're free. You're free from the flaws and the limits of this present world and the f flaws and the limits of your humanity. You are truly free. At that point, let me say it this way, you're free from yourself. Yeah, I'll say it that way. For I told you earlier to put in the chat, I'm free to be me, but here's another one, I'm free from myself. You gotta be free from yourself so that you could be yourself. Let me say, that, say it that way. You gotta be free from yourself so that you could be the self that God has called you to be. At that point, when you enable, when you're enabled by the grace of God, you are unhindered by your performance. You are unhindered. God is free to do what he wants to do in your life, and he is unhindered by the limits of your humanity because you've gotten, you've gotten yourself out of the way. You, you've allowed yourself to die to self to the point where you're no longer holding God back. And that's a powerful place to be. If you can ever get to the point where you're not hold, holding God back anymore, and you're not holding them back with like, oh God, I can't do that. You're not holding them back with, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. You're not holding them back with, I can never see myself doing that. When you get all that stuff out of the way, and now you're like, God, I'm down for whatever. If you say, oh, you want me to, oh, I, I, oh, glory. I never saw myself. Oh, if that's what you, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, if hey, I, I don't know how you, if that's you, I'm ready for it. I don't know how you're going to do it. But if you want to do it through me, I'm, I'm okay. I'm down for it if that's what you want. And then when, when you live like that, man, God will bless you. He will bless your socks off. You, you will live a life that is far beyond you because you finally got out of the way. This is how you experience heaven on earth. This is how, and let me just say this. The Bible says that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So when you are focused on the will of God, you're just, you're not focused on stuff. Like Isabella and I could care less about things. Uh, we're focused on the will of God, right? And God's heart. And, but when you live like that, God, I mean, you know how you, you want to buy stuff for your kids. You want to bless your kids. God is like, no, I want to do something for you. And then he'll do stuff for you. Like, it just, I don't know. Like, like I remember I, I told you guys a testimony a few years ago when God wanted us to move. I didn't want to move. And God, God told me to move. And he was like, no, you're going to move. And um, it took me a long time to find my house because I couldn't think on that level. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just get this. And and I even put a contract on two houses. And by the grace of God, he's so gracious. And the first one, matter of fact, he made sure both contracts got ripped up. He was like, no, son, that's not what I want you to have. And I was like, oh, okay, what do you want? And he's like, go go, move up, you know, expand your thinking. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I looked on that level. He's like, no, son, bigger, expand your thinking. And I'm like, oh, okay. And God kept going. And it took me a long time. I, I, I wish I could tell you, man, I'm so awesome. God gave me a word on a Friday night, and that Saturday I found the house. No, it took me nine months to open up my heart to get to the level where I could open, you know, just believe what God wanted. 
And sometimes Isabella and I, we just walk around. And I'm not talking about like the house for material things. Honestly, I could care less about this stuff. Like, you know, but I'm just saying, God, this is how good God is. That when you just want to please him, he also wants to bless you. Sometimes Isabella and I wake up and we walk around. I'm like, babe, this is where we live. This is crazy. And, you know, where we came from. I'm just saying this, when you're free, you're free. Like you're, when you're free from the limits of your humanity, God is free to do what he wants to do in your life. And so sometimes he will do stuff and it's like, wow, this is way beyond my, mild, my wildest imagination. But this is why you can't be religious. Reli religion kills faith. Because if your perceived level of goodness, if, if your expectation from God is based on your perceived level of goodness towards God, then it's never going to be big enough because you're just not that good enough. I mean, you, you're, you're good, your goodness is not good enough. Your performance is not good enough. And so you got to stop. You just got to yield to God. And I'm like, God, I'm down for whatever. If God only gave you what you deserve, you would be miserable and I would be miserable too. So as I close, God is not looking for you to earn it. God is not looking for you to deserve it. God is not looking for you to be good enough. God is not looking. For, God is looking for you to believe. Put that in the chat and say, I believe what God believes about me. God is just looking for you to believe. God is looking for you to, to stop trying to figure everything out and just believe. Open up your heart to believe. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Grace is freedom. I hope you got the message for this morning. You got it? All right. Let's, let's, let's close it out. Let's seal the deal. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for opening my eyes to your grace. In response... I open my heart to believe without limits. I no longer base my faith towards you on my perceived level of goodness towards you. <laughs> I base my faith towards you on your goodness towards me, on your grace. Grace is immeasurable. Grace is inexhaustible. Grace is limitless. Therefore, my faith is strong because my faith works by love. I am convinced that you love me, that you call me, and that you want to use me by grace, not by my performance. So I am free. I'm free to believe, to receive, and to become the man or woman I'm called to be. I live free from sin and self and selfishness. I am free from the limits of my humanity. I am free to be used of you, Father, to change the world. I enter this day and this weekend as a human conduit of the divine. You live in me, you flow through me, and you change the world with me. I am free, therefore I declare, greater is coming. For me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free, and you get the notes for free. So sign up, sign up. And uh, do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Uh, and then uh, as I close, let me just say this. I'm not doing today's word on Monday. It's a holiday. So I'm going to release you into the weekend. Um, Isabella and I have a, a, a group of people uh, in this Patreon that we've been sharing content with and 
kind of like receiving questions, answering questions, pouring into mentoring. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina and check that out. Have an amazing weekend. I will see you on Tuesday morning. I love you. God loves you more. Walk in the blessing. God bless you.